Today on the newscast, Vladimir Putin and Xi Jinping meet as the Beijing Olympics kick off. Get the latest details on this growing anti-Western alliance next. Folks, Eric Stackelbeck here. Welcome to the Watchman Newscast. The Beijing Olympics kicked off today, Friday, February 4th. You may have seen some footage by now of the opening ceremonies in Beijing. Basically, the communist regime in China has a propaganda coup here as the eyes of the world will be on China for the next two weeks or so for the Winter Olympics. Now, only a handful of world leaders are in attendance at the Games and One of them is Vladimir Putin. Folks, this is no surprise, as we've detailed here on the newscast, that China-Russia alliance seems to be growing by the day, united in their hostility towards the West. Now, Putin today, on the opening day uh, of the Olympics, met with Xi Jinping in Beijing, and they released a joint statement that was pretty revealing. Basically, Xi Jinping, in layman's terms, has Putin's back when it comes to Ukraine. Remember, some 100,000 Russian troops are massed on Russia's border with Ukraine right now. And Xi Jinping said today, yes, in this joint statement between the two leaders, that NATO needs to move its troops back out of Eastern Europe. So Xi basically saying, hey, uh, Vladimir Putin needs uh, needs to do what he needs to do if he feels threatened by NATO encroaching uh, on his borders. So if and when Russia does invade Ukraine, and if that is imminent, don't expect any opposition, needless to say, uh, from Xi Jinping. On the flip side, Russia has talked about one China, meaning Taiwan is part of China and not an independent nation. So kind of a tit for tat there or a quid pro quo, I guess, in a sense, you could say, where, okay, Xi Jinping has Putin's back and running some interference with Putin as the invasion of Ukraine may unfold. And on the flip side, when China, if and when, chooses to invade Taiwan, perhaps Vladimir Putin is supportive there. Folks, this is a growing security alliance, and Putin and Xi said as much today in their meeting, think what you want, of the NATO presence in Eastern Europe and NATO possibly trying to bring Ukraine into the alliance. Whether you agree or disagree with that, one thing is clear. Russia and China, they're together right now, and they are united again in their hostility towards the West, in particular of the United States, and at a time when the U.S., frankly, has weak leadership. Xi and Putin smell blood, and Putin may very well move on Ukraine. Xi may very well move on Taiwan sooner rather than later. I've said 2022 is a year of acceleration. When the leader of the free world is not acting as such, the world's worst actors will accelerate their timelines. Now, another interesting thing to note here when it comes to the Russia-China relationship, Putin also has Xi's back when it comes to that security alliance that we told you about a few months ago here on the newscast between the United States, Great Britain, and Australia, where Australia will receive nuclear submarine technology. China does not like that very much, needless to say, in their backyard in the Pacific, and Putin is backing Xi up there as well. So very interesting dynamic there that we are keeping a very close eye on. In the meantime, since 
The Beijing propaganda games are kicking off today. We thought it would be a good opportunity to highlight the rampant human rights abuses of the communist regime in Beijing. It's the reason why there is a diplomatic boycott by the likes of the U.S., Britain, and Australia of the games. An oppressive totalitarian society persecuting Christians, all religious minorities, a surveillance state led by Xi Jinping. Who is he? What does he want? How does Chinese society function? And why does it matter to you? I sat down recently for a great TBN special that we did called The Rise of China, and I interviewed Johnny Moore, author, activist. He was a member of the International Commission on Religious Freedom. He has actually been sanctioned by the Chinese regime because he has spoken out against their rampant human rights abuses with the Beijing Olympics unfolding right now and what you're going to see over the next two weeks on NBC. Keep this interview with Johnny Moore and what he has to share here. Powerful information. Keep this in mind. Take a look. And we are joined here at the Museum of the Bible in Washington, D.C. by author and activist Johnny Moore. Johnny, it's great to have you with us. Good to be with you. And what a topic, a topic you know very intimately, the Chinese regime and their suppression of any dissent in 2017, you and a colleague co-wrote an open letter to Chairman Xi and encouraging him, imploring him to stop the persecution of Christians and religious minorities. Johnny, fast forward to 2021, the Chinese regime sanctioned you. Why were they so upset with you and what you're trying to do? Well, look, the, the Chinese government knows that we know that they're weaker than that we think that they are. And, and, and here, here's the fact. The Chinese Communist Party has been on a dead-end road for a long period of time now. They're dragging along with them the Chinese citizens. And at the heart of this, of this uh, attack on, on freedom is the, the human dignity of hundreds of millions of, of, of Chinese people. So yeah, I mean, there are Americans like me that are sanctioned because I dared raise my voice. Uh, but we're, we're no victims. The victims are the hundreds of millions of Christians and others in the country uh, that the Chinese Communist Party either wants to shut up or forced to shut up. Yeah, I love your response to the sanctions. You said that basically this is a badge of honor uh, to be sanctioned by you, the regime in Beijing. What do these sanctions entail? Is it more symbolic on their part? Look, I mean, if the Communist Party of China thinks that I'm a threat enough to sanction, then they're in a lot more trouble than, than uh, we, we, we think that they are. Yeah. Uh, but basically, I can't travel to China. Yeah. And you know, that makes me sad, Eric, because I've been to China. I love the Chinese people. I love the Chinese history and Chinese culture. I would, I would love to go to China, uh, but, but that, that's the, what, I can't, what I can't do now. Yeah. But what they're not going to do is they're not going to shut me up, and they're not going to shut up millions and millions of people like me around the world. But if the Chinese Communist Party is going to shut down churches, imprison millions of Muslims, try to wipe out Tibetan history, take over Hong Kong, threaten to take over Taiwan, steal the intellectual property of the United States of America, and try to make the world in its communist Marxist image, then we're just not going to settle for it. My kids are not going to grow up in China's world. And you were very vocal and forthright about these issues, Johnny, as a commissioner on the International Commission on Religious Freedom under the previous administration here in D.C. And you had a firsthand view in that role as commissioner to what China is doing to its Christian minority. The persecuted Christians in China, major issue, of course. What is the state of the church in China right now? Well, the church is doing just fine. The uh, Christianity has... 2,000 years of history of only growing 
when tyrants threaten to suppress it. The church is going to be fine. There, there is no atheist communist leader in the world that can, that can limit the growth of the, of, of the church. Now, what they're trying to do is they're trying to intimidate the church. So in, in the last uh, 18 months and 24 months, the Chinese Communist Party has shut down every significant large church in the country. They have arbitrarily detained, confiscated the property, bulldozed, and in some, some cases disappeared and even killed uh, pastors. They've taken down thousands of crosses. When ISIS was at its height in Iraq and Syria, and the world was watching in horror as people were beheaded and all these terrible things were happening, in that one year, in one state in China, the Communist Party removed over a thousand crosses from, from churches. So they, they think they're wiping out Christianity, but the actual fact is there are now more Christians in China than there are members of the Communist Party. And this is an exciting development. You can't, you can't stop the gospel at the end of the day. Uh, tell us about Chairman Xi, who we mentioned earlier. You were sanctioned under his regime, but this is someone who seems to have a particular animus towards Christians. It seems like the persecution is escalating in China in recent years under his stewardship, and he's garnering more and more power. Yeah, you know, we're sitting here in Washington, D.C., and there aren't a lot of things that Democrats and Republicans agree upon in this city. Here's one thing they agree upon that this regime in China is going in a very, very dangerous, dangerous direction. That, that, that the President Xi, who's, who's leading China, is having what, what I call a relapse to the cultural revolution. Now, the prosperity of China of the last generation or so didn't come because of the values of Mao and the cultural revolution, yeah. the economic progress, the, the, the global renown, all, all, all of these defining characteristics. They came because of the, the, the inculcation of, a, of Western ideas into a communist framework. Well, what President Xi is trying to do is he's trying to take China back to the Cultural Revolution. The last time this happened, China killed 50 million of its own citizens. It tried to wipe out any dissent whatsoever. And what we're seeing is the cult of personality, the suppression of the economy. Wall Street is starting to realize it's a foolhardy deal to try to make money. Uh, with, with, with China, the suppression of, of religious freedom, of human rights. He has one goal, that is to control the Chinese people and along the way to control the rest of the world. Talk about China as the surveillance state and intruding on its citizens' lives. And could that eventually, those kind of tactics, impact us here in the West? Now look, this is the difference. President Xi has something that Mao never had advanced modern technology. And Chinese citizen living in the western part of the country can't walk across a single block without their every move, the images of their eyes, facial recognition software, tagging them hundreds of times. And so what President Xi is attempting to do is to take the best of western technology and to create a 21st century authoritarian state a, a overtly atheistic state bent upon not only suppressing all dissent, but any evidence of God whatsoever. I mean, she is not only trying to be the president of China, he's trying to be the God of China, and then along the way to make the rest of the world uh, in his image. It's not against the Chinese people. Right. You know, in, in fact, people say that, uh, that uh, the, the communists in China and, and President Xi fear the United States of America. 
They don't fear the United States of America first. They fear their own people first. This is why they shut down their places of worship. This is why they hack into their cell phones. This is why they spy on every aspect of their lives. This is why they make people disappear. This is why a simple village pastor who dares to say that he believes in a power greater than government, that he has faith in God, a simple village pastor is such a threat to the powerful communists in Beijing that they will bulldoze his church after removing his cross and make him disappear for his children to be orphans and his wife to be a widow. And if she dare says anything, they will give her the same treatment too. Very important information there from Johnny Moore. Again, folks, remember this interview when you see over the next two weeks, the Beijing Olympics unfolding with what will undoubtedly be at least some fawning and positive coverage in the mainstream media, including of the communist regime in Beijing. In the meantime, keep the church, keep the Christians of China who are severely persecuted in your prayers. Keep all of the religious minorities in that country, including the Uyghurs who have been victims of genocide. Keep all of them in your prayers, folks. When you ask persecuted believers and the persecuted church, hey, what can we do? They say, pray for us and pray like you mean it. Uh, how would you want us to pray for you? They ask. That's how you should pray for us. So keep that in mind. Have a great weekend. Thanks so much for joining us. God bless you. And remember, never hold your peace.